Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 350 on the Get Merry podcast. We're so excited to be back here. We are in a brand new space. Emma's brand new home that she purchased. Oh my. Well done, sis. Thank you. Congrats. (laughs) That's a big deal, you know. I know this is the second house you've bought in your lifetime, which is in itself amazing, seeing as you're like, what, 30-something. And I feel like this has a great vibe about it. I think now, like (laughs) after we've been in here how long? A week, Mm -hmm. just over a week. So a week of deep cleaning, Mm -hmm. a week of new carpet, new oven, cleansing and, yes. and you know putting our touches on it oh my gosh I tell you what I really think there should be a rule for new but old houses that they should come with a bond clean absolutely Do you think like I don't understand well I think from now on any future houses you may think of buying uh it'll be put in the contract seriously like I'm sorry I'm sorry and if you are thinking of buying a house and it's a new old house put it in put the it in the contract, contract. Um, it's not that expensive. A bond clean is like three hundred to five hundred dollars, yeah. and I mean, like, if some people are making a lot of money for the sale, I yeah. feel like it's the least. You know what? You know when the real estates give you that bottle of champagne or bottle of gin? That's what I got—a bottle of gin. I don't want your gin. Give me a bond clean. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like actually, you know what? That could be a nice touch for any real estates, real estate agents listening out there. Maybe you give that option. Would you like my normal gift or would you like yeah, a bond clean? Bond clean, bond clean. But the thing is, even after the bond clean on this place, I would have wanted to do another clean. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been as bad. No, it would have been a bit more bearable. Yes. And the thing is, I'm not going to talk about this a whole podcast episode. Yeah, this pro- is not promise, what this episode is about. I promise. But it's just like taken up my life the last little while. Anyway, I'm very grateful to no longer be renting. Although I did own a property before, it was in Canberra. And I know we've mentioned it, Carla and I sold that place. We owned it together. Uh, it was a great result. So we've been able to then go on and buy. I've gone on to buy a property and Carla's gone on to buy another property. So an accidental property success story mm. that, you know, we couldn't have planned. It came from uh, a place of not good planning at all because the original property has a whole story to itself that I yeah. don't think I've mentioned. I think uh, we maybe mentioned it like briefly and then we were like, that's a story for another podcast, yeah, which it absolutely is. We can share that. You know what? What we'll do is once my property's done in two years <laughs> – because it's an off the plan. Perhaps we can talk about our journey with property. 
Yes. Because there's, the, a, there's, there's a bit the to ups it. and downs, I tell you. Yeah. Ups and downs. And I, and I think it is important to note that our property success was not planned and we didn't have any idea. Like that was just luck and timing. Yes. And there is always a lot to do with that uh, in any kind of uh, opportunity, I think. But that is not what we're talking about. But I just wanted to share that very exciting news mm-hmm. because we are recording in a brand new space and it is amazing that Emma achieved that. So yeah, it goes this. We are talking about budgeting over the holiday season and how not to blow your budget. Oh my. I don't know about you, but we love talking about money. Well, uh, I think um, <laughs> how to save it. I think because we own a business and we've gone through, you know, we own it together and we've gone through many motions of like, you know, having lots of cash and then having not many ca- not much cash and doing that multiple times, you kind of get to a point where you're like, geez, we're doing this wrong. Mm. So we've become very good at budgeting for our business. And therefore, this has flowed on to our lives as well. And I mean, I've always been quite a saver. I think I'm a natural saver, natural hoarder mm-hmm. of things and money, like kind of afraid to spend, which is not a good trait either. Then I unlearned it, maybe too much. And now I've relearned it, maybe too much. <laughs> <laughs> but also I am going to Italy over these holiday seasons. So yeah, I'm fully expecting to blow my budget, to be honest, but I don't want to. So I, I feel- want to be, I want to be careful, but I also don't want to be stressed. And I don't, I don't want to go on an amazing holiday and be always worried about money. But I think also you have allocated enough yes. right and i think this is like this is like where it kind of begins with budgeting it's like being realistic yes and this is like where it's like this is where it's really important you have to be realistic like with how much you can save and therefore how much you can spend yes uh and it's not about worrying about it it's about being more aware of it because if you are more knowledgeable about what money you have and how much you can spend per day say if you're going on a holiday I always mm. like to look at it that way yeah the per like day a daily thing. spend uh, and then on one day you might spend less which means you can yes. then go and splurge on a nice dinner yes, on another exactly. night and I mean that's what we will be doing like we're not going to be going to fancy restaurants every day we'll even be cooking because it is a long extended holiday we're renting airbnbs with kitchen or kitchenettes uh, and especially when we're there for a week in a certain Airbnb, we'll, we'll be cooking. Mm. I don't want to eat out every day. I mean, I'm in Italy. Maybe I do want to eat out every but day. But you don't want to eat out every meal. No, no. Like that's not you like or you guys. No. Like, I don't like – even on, on any holiday, I don't like doing no. that. Like even when I'm away for a week, I don't like going out for breakfast every well, day. And I don't really like – the Italian style breakfast. Sorry, Italians. <laughs> like I don't, you don't like, like the cookies. I don't like the sweets for breakfast. Like I prefer to have like oats. Mm. So you know that's something I can just surely buy somewhere. Um, and you feel like then you're not missing out on something because you actually yes. don't want that thing. Yeah, I don't want that. I mean, like I'm sure I'll have a few, but it's not going to be a daily thing for me. I'm going to be more about the pastas, the pizzas, the main meals, <laughs> prosciutto, cheese, etc. Mm. etc. Oh, sounds terribly horrible. Oh my gosh. Guys, it's going to be so amazing. <laughs> we'll be getting all the updates on Instagram. So make sure you are following us at the Merrymaker Sisters. I have requested that Emma does daily, oh daily, daily <laughs> updates or at least weekly. Yes. Uh, oh gosh. You'll be highlight reels. Come on. I feel like I'll do lots of videos and then I'll just do highlight reels of mm. everything and then write little notes. I mean, the thing is I'm going to be with Italians. So I feel like I could get some real insider stuff, guys. Like for us Australians who have no idea about Italy, I mean, 
I just think the only way you can know a country is to live there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to live the culture. And we can all go on these holidays, but we're getting a touristic point of view. Yeah. So I feel like I am going to get into this kind of, I don't know, a very lucky. I'm very lucky. I feel excited and very lucky. Yeah, I think it will be like... And of course, I'll share it. Exactly. Yeah, we need, we need all hot tips so all of us can go. But, you know, I've already like... So funny because obviously I've been sucking on my Italian lessons. He's going to force me to tr- do it. To like, speak Italian. Yeah, he's going to. I can just – just you know it, don't you? Like he's going to make me order. I just have a feeling it's all coming. So I should practice how to order coffee. I oh should practice Lord. how to order order vongole. Like <laughs> – Oh gosh! Good with luck my, with my very beautiful Italian like, accent slash. I don't know uh, what not. you're going to get on your plate. Maybe no. not the vongole. No. Ah, uh, yum vongole! Oh my god, so delicious, so delicious. So I think that this is like a good place to kind of begin because you know when we're going into the holiday season, there's probably things that are happening that aren't your normal yes events like you might be going on a holiday or you might um you probably having some time off like if yes. like like if we're talking about like the normal person normally uh we will all take a bit of time off over well, the Christmas period I wouldn't period. say normal person because we all have such different jobs like some people work shifts you know what I work- meant <laughs> you mean yourself no I mean like um I would the, say the there's classic a- human <laughs> No, <laughs> no, because people work at cafes, people work in hospitals, people are doctors. Like some people don't get time off over Christmas at all. True, there's no normal person. This does not exist. Some people don't get holiday pay. Uh, That's so true. It's like I know many people who have forced leave but didn't have holiday mm. pay. So this is even more stressful a time for people. I think. Um, yeah, when they people lock down, kind of. Yeah, thing. that's what yeah. they used to call it. Or, the you, or you're casual, mm. and then it's like, oh crap, I didn't budget properly. So this is where it's really important. You yes. know, when we when we have time off, when we want it, and when we don't yes, want it. Yes, exactly. So because exactly. there's different things happening, like it's not a normal kind of day to day. And of course, then some people do present buying. A lot of people do present buying. Some people do like crazy amounts of present buying, which I know I've been very lucky to have received because our mum loves buying presents. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think I observe that maybe people go a bit over the top for present buying. (laughs) Myself included. I've been in that person. Like I've been that person too. So how do we make sure we don't go over the budget? Like what are the things that – like we're talking about what we do. I think one of the things that – I'm really glad that we do and don't do is I don't have a credit card. Yeah. So like this is a choice that we made. Like with we had a business credit yeah. card and then we decided like that that wasn't actually beneficial for us. I know lots of people will Count use the like points. the points and stuff, but the pros did not outweigh the cons. I just – I've never been one – to like debt, even though obviously I have a big fat debt with this mm. property, but I feel like that's a bit different kind of debt because, you know, you have to live somewhere. Yeah, and, and it's I'm, an asset. Yes, exactly. And I was – literally my payments are about the same as the mortgage – I mean as the rent that yeah. I was paying. So it's kind of like if I'm lucky enough to be able to be in a position that seemed – that's smart debt. Yes. Whereas for me, having a credit card was like scary debt. Like I just d- didn't like it. Um I know emergency credit cards are good, I mm-hmm. think. Like, you know, just in case. In case you need $2,000 for an emergency, maybe then perhaps. But is your emergency uh, tickets to a concert? Is your emergency that new handbag? Is mm-hmm. your emergency 
something that's even i don't know can you even do credit card on your afterpay i don't even know so you're doing two debts how does afterpay work no afterpay is almost like a lay-by so you don't pay for it yet so it's like you get the thing but you haven't paid for it i just Uh, think all these things are slippery slopes honestly mm. like they're slippery slopes especially if you're not good at budgeting i would make a goal for 2022 2023 we're going into 2023 i really i personally this is my experience i would make a goal to not be doing these anymore yeah i think like the best way to look at money is this whole idea of like spending less than we make and it's so so simple so it really is like it's that straightforward like when we're thinking of saving because wouldn't like in wouldn't it be great if we could instead rely relying on a credit card wouldn't it be great if we could rely on cash that we've saved yes like a buffer and i think you know the first time we ever heard of this buffer Mm. it was kind of like it was scary and it seemed really hard and out of touch we were like how on earth could you ever have that much money saved but over time you save and you gradually build it up and it does happen as long as you decide that this is what you want to do i think that's the thing if you don't create the new goal then you never work towards it Mm -hmm. so what we heard was as business owners and this relates to anyone whether you have a business or whether you have a salary uh aim for a buffer and it can be from between six months and one year is a good goal even let's start at three months, three months. Even one month is yeah, a great first one goal. Month. And what that means is like you have a month of expenses in your bank. So if you had to stop work for a month, you can be okay. Mm-hmm. You can pay your rent or mortgage. You can pay your bills. You can eat. You can survive. Uh, obviously, a month, three months, a year, this adds up. So this was what we got told though. You should have a year's salary in your banks. And we literally had zero dollars. Yeah. Like we were living like – uh how, how would you say it not paycheck to paycheck because we weren't even on paychecks back no, then it we was didn't launch even pay- to launch <laughs> yeah it was it was business launch to launch and it wasn't a good way to live we heard this and we put it on the top of our goals list we were so obsessed with this buffer mm-hmm. and we achieved the buffer and then look what we did we spent the buffer damn it and then now we've managed to get back the buffer <laughs> so i think uh again that's another great lesson you know, just because something happens and you get yeah. it, it's also about maintaining it. And, you know, there was obviously expenditure that need, that may, that was happening that we weren't keeping our eye on. Yes. So this moves to the next yes. topic. Good segue. And this <laughs> is like awareness of what's happening with your money. So it's really common, all hands up around this table right here, right now, like both hands are up, feet are up, everything's up. Um, we don't want to put our heads in the sand. We don't no. want to decide that actually not knowing is is less scary because not knowing is actually, in my opinion, more scary when we think about it. Because once we start to know, then it becomes less scary. Once we start to get our head around what's happening with our money, where it's going, what we're spending, we can then start to make changes. And I, I like this. I like knowing where our money's going and deciding what's necessary and what's not. It, it's also where you can decide, okay, what can I cut out? Yes. And I know that lots of people will say, um, download your latest three months of transactions and print them out and have a look and like highlight the ones that are necessary. I think I read this in that book, She's on the Money. 
Um, I don't agree with everything in that book. I liked some of that book. Uh, there was also a lot of similarities, I thought, to Barefoot Investor, like similar mm, strategies. Mm. I think a lot of finance financial people have similar strategies in like you put it in buckets, like different buckets yeah. of money. And I like that because then you're able to allocate it and uh, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, but yeah, I like this idea. Print it out, highlight what's actually necessary, and then you're left with all the ones that you can play with. And this is like where you can delete things, where you can uh, minimize things like maybe it's like you look at your car insurance and you decide to like see if you can get a better rate yes like we do that all the time yeah uh, well i think these are great ways to save money those expenses that are ongoing like health insurance mm. car insurance all the insurances mm-hmm. they just keep putting it up it's so rude and you can <laughs> like i called my health insurance i called my health insurance and i was like i've been with you so long uh, I'm thinking of leaving. What can you do? Mm-hmm. And that's all I did. And yeah, it was a few dollars off, but oh, well, do it for now. And then maybe I'll look at actually changing mm-hmm. um, in the future. And these things are always there for us. I think as well, if we're going on to uh, looking at our expenses, I think we can all, if we need to, we can cut back on certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I don't go out for dinner as much. It's also because I'm dating someone who can cook really beautiful food. Mm. For me, I don't go buy coffee anymore yeah, because got, I bought a coffee yeah. machine. And I mean, and these are the things like you really still enjoy making your coffee. Oh God, and love we'll it. still go out for coffee every yeah. now and again. It's just that you were going twice a day and you were like, hmm, I probably don't need to do this. Well, anymore. when I was thinking about it, like it does add up. Like when yeah. you spend your $12 a day on two coffees and then you're timesing that by seven. Which is a and week. then you and Joel would go out. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing: like, it's not saying like you know. I know people are also against that advice. Like, don't tell people to give up their lattes, la 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 la. But the thing is, was it excessive? Probably. Yeah. Did you need that? Probably not. Yeah. Did I need two out co- like coffees out yeah. every single day? No, I didn't. And like, it's kind of got to that point where like I started to like just not really, uh, I guess, be grateful for it. Yeah. And not like it was just like a thing that I did. It was a habit almost. It wasn't like a thing that I was choosing to do. And I think this is where we've talked about it before. Ramit Sethi, he has this whole rich life uh, theory. Mm -hmm. That's his book. That's his programs, whatever they're called. Uh, And I really like that. And he says that's why he doesn't like that advice because, you know, that is part of your rich life, going out for your coffee. But so is also making your beautiful barista Mm. coffee at home. Like that's part of your rich life now. I feel like it's it's made my life better making that choice. Well, it still was an expense to buy that fancy coffee machine it's just that now it actually works out less than in the long run yes exactly yeah so how do we i guess like this is a good point to talk about like how to keep an eye on your expenses like a cash flow forecast is a really great tool basic in in simplest terms it literally has all of your months like in a spreadsheet and then you have your income in the top section and then you've got all of your expenses in the bottom section and you'll do the sums to automatically plus your income all together to make one thing if you've got like multiple incomes coming in like maybe you have like maybe you do uber eats maybe you then also have your cafe job or maybe you work in an office and then you also have a little side hustle or big big side hustle and then you add it all up and then you've got your expenses all itemized and then it automatically will minus that so you can see now this is the most important part so you can see that your expenses are less than the income this is this is like most the, this important. is the only thing we need to worry about. And this is why I love this. Like, just simplify it. It doesn't need to be hard, but the more you know, the better it is. And I think as well, like the amount of money groups I'm in, and the amount of typically 
women who don't know anything about their money because maybe they're uh, stay-at-home mums and the husband's uh, partners look after that. I would say get interested, get involved. It's not scary. It's actually fun. It's empowering and you need to be involved. Yeah, and I think like the biggest thing there is like we don't want to like – I know that some people will like think, oh, like if I say something, he'll get offended or they'll get offended. Like whether it's like a male or a female, whoever, whichever one it is, whatever gender role. Um, So we have to, we say it in a way where I like that. Like, I just want to be more involved. I want to get my head around it. I want to learn. And I, that is empowering. It's not about, it's not you saying, I want to take this over. No, no. It's about coming together and really like, yeah, when you've got like, when you join forces, like that's where we can be stronger. I think so. And I mean, it's always a difficult, I think it's always a difficult conversation. And every couple, if you're in a couple situation, of course, when you're joining incomes and joining households, it becomes harder, yes. right? Um, depending on does someone earn considerably more. So it's like working out who pays what of mortgage or rent, who pays what of bills. And this can be really difficult and everyone has a different perspective on it. And again, I'm in the, these groups and I'm like, geez, like people are really – um, like they come down on people, I feel – in these groups where someone might say, like I saw a thing the other day and it was like a guy put in a thing where he's he's getting together with his new partner, they're moving in, uh, and how much rent should I charge her? And all these people were like, you shouldn't charge her rent, you're making money from her. And I was like, I don't think that's true. I think he should what? charge rent anyway. I just thought people were so opinionated on this and what I got from it was – do what's right from you by you and talk to your partner. Like don't seek advice from mm. every Tom, Harry, Karen or whatever their names are. <laughs> um, don't seek advice from everyone. Like do what sits right with you and talk to your partner. Communicate. Underline, underline, underline. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I think especially in some cultures money becomes this taboo topic and it doesn't need to be when we practice talking about it it becomes easier Mm. so make it a goal if you feel really unsure to talk about this make it a goal to bring it up this week with your partner with whoever you share money with yeah i think it's actually it's so amazing when you start to talk about things that were once hard like it really is like a muscle like once you begin like it gets easier and easier every time and like the thing is like money is a constant like money is always going to be um well in this lifetime i'm i i i think you know crypto is probably not going to take over everything i think it's still going to be money like then it's still going to be talking about crypto so who knows but there's always going to be some kind of exchange that's happening in order to buy your food or whatever you're buying so it's not about one conversation it's a constant yeah like and it's not like you have to set a meeting. Like it doesn't have to be set at a certain time. You can talk about it whenever you want. Well, but people do say it is a good idea to schedule it if you struggle. If you struggle, yes. Yeah. Definitely. And I think uh, I think even like having a recurring meeting is quite helpful, like to have that once a month even or once mm. a week. I mean, we do that with our business. Like, yeah. And I think like this is where our business has really helped us personally in that like we obviously talk about everything that's going on with yeah, the business yeah. and then it kind of just has filtered out. Like that's how we yeah. now live our lives because we have that awareness of our business that obviously our business is paying us. So it's all connected. Yeah, it's definitely really helped me talk about money 
in my personal life mm-hmm. from the chats we've had and the experience we've had with our business. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I think as well, we can all put our hands up and say we don't want to be stressed about money. But we all know that, you know, a few bad decisions, uh, bad luck, uh, life happens, hardships, you can get into a place where you are struggling with Mm. money financially. And I think it's always a good opportunity here to say, you know, it's always a good idea to seek help, ask for help, talk about it, don't hide your troubles from the people who care about you because – Everyone will want to help you, whether it's from an idea or like leading you to the a person, a professional to talk to, um, or seeking therapy. Always a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really important, not, yeah. a really important note, especially during the holidays. Yes, because, because it can this be is stressful. This is what happens. Like it's like it can often be like that. We do overspend. And so therefore we then put ourselves in a position that isn't a great position and therefore it impacts our mental health because there's a lot of shame around this, right? There's a lot of shame that we might feel when we lose all of our money or spend all of our money and we feel like failures. Yeah. But it's really important. Like if that is ever happening to you or you notice it happening to someone around you, like bring it up, talk about it. Because I think it's like the talking about it, makes us feel less alone and yeah exactly there there might be a solution just around the corner what about i think it's also important to mention our mindset around money and uh i think it's so easy depending who you're hanging out with you have this keeping up with the joneses mm. kind of attitude i was like yeah keeping up with the kardashians or yeah. the kardashians <laughs> yeah like just check in with what you're watching, what you're consuming on Instagram because you absolutely do not need whatever you're thinking about that you need mm-hmm. probably. Like maybe you are like if it's like, I don't know, for your health or whatever. Yeah, or unless you like need toilet paper. Like yeah, you, you do need toilet paper. paper. But like if it's, I don't know, whatever, some trend or another skincare product, I tell you what, how easy those Instagram ads that show all the skincare, I feel like I want to buy every single mm-hmm. one. They're good. Mm-hmm. But you don't. Just use the ones you have and then replace I think that's such Replace good advice. Once it's empty. Yeah. I think also because we're talking about the holiday season, let's let's circle back. Let's circle back to the presents. And I think this can be like our last thing that we talk about with budgeting. Uh, because if like that has been in like the past where you like kind of buy everyone a gift or you buy yeah. multiple gifts for people, like it's actually okay to like change how you do things. Uh, and it's remembering what the holiday season is actually about. And it's not about the biggest, brightest gift. It's about spending time with people who who matter. Uh, And time is our biggest commodity. Like time spent with someone to me is so much more valuable than like a shiny present. It's our most precious resource. Exactly. So if like presents are stressing you out, like all the amount of money you have to spend with presents, I think it's again, have a conversation. And she means gifts when she says presents Presents. in that that instance. Gifts. (laughs) Gifts, gifts, gifts. We yeah. can make our presents our present. present. <laughs> exactly. So if it's about gifts and that's stressing you out, like maybe you have a partner who like has more money than you and like they are spending more and you feel like you have to match them. Like I've definitely been in positions oh where God, I've felt seen that. you both like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like we have to match. And we have to match. And it's kind of yeah. It's like you don't have to match. And it's kind of like takes out the the love of it. Like it kind of makes it a competition. Yeah. And it's not necessary. No. So it's like have that conversation. Like this year me and Joel are going to like buy a present together yeah, for like our honeymoon next year. Like, I so love that idea. We want a GoPro so we can like take cool videos, videos. when we're underwater. So like 
I love that. We're going to well, buy one. Maybe we were thinking we're going to buy a new record player. Yeah. Like, since you did that, I was like, well, I'm going to buy a record player with, and that's our gift. Yeah. Because we're also going to be in Italy. Italy. So it's not going to be a surprise. Mm. And I can buy my own presents in mm-hmm. Italy. Exactly. I have a list of already <laughs> what I want to buy myself. It's like, good job on splashing what all my What are you buying? Well, I want to... Okay, there's a place that is famous for ceramics. And I was like, I want to bring home all oh the my, ceramics. Be careful. I can't bring home all the no. ceramics, clearly. But what I can bring home is ceramic doorknobs. Oh, my So yes. this little buffet I have over here to my right, I'm going to get ceramic doorknobs. I like this. So all my furniture is really mismatched. Like, we have a collection of, like... Like, literally, a lot of my furniture is also from Marketplace. <laughs> Who else loves Marketplace? Yes. Look, I'm not – there's nothing fancy about me at all. And one day, maybe, like, I grew up in a family that really appreciated, like, well-made quality furniture. So this is why I'm like – I see people getting rid of this quality furniture. I'm like, gee, that's a bargain. Check <laughs> check for mold. Uh, especially on the Gold Coast. Everyone renovates, like, every two years and they just get rid of this perfectly great furniture. Yeah, always look to, like, the suburbs with the McMansions. Yes. That's our hot tip. <laughs> yeah, find wealthy suburbs and see if they're selling I anything. remember when our dishwasher broke, we literally got a $50 dishwasher. It Are was the same one me? off marketplace and the husband of this wife was selling it and he, when joel went to pick it up oh my. the husband was like yeah she wanted to renovate the kitchen again and but it didn't fit oh like it, she wanted to do like a uh covered dishwasher you know the ones that oh, are yeah, like they're hidden. really nice they I are like really them. nice and yeah. i understand why you would want that however we were like Thank you for the $50 brand new dishwasher. That's great though. Yeah. Um, And this is the thing. (laughs) It becomes, it's not like, I feel like at a time I was quite ashamed for that. And then I became more like, hang on a minute. This is so wasteful. And the biggest issue in our time right now and that we should all bloody care about Mm. at the top priority is sustainability and caring for our planet and putting less in landfill. So instead of me purchasing a brand new table that is lovely, mm. I'm going to get this cute secondhand table. It's got a white table. It's got a yellow chair, a red chair, a pink chair, a green chair, an orange chair, and a purple chair. And it's adorable. <laughs> and you can't even buy that. Like this lady bought it and refurbed yeah. it. And it's solid and amazing. It is such a nice table. And it was $200 and like for a whole set, which is really like you don't get that even from like – a store like Amart or Fantastic Furniture, like where it's like, you know, flat pack, a flat pack oh, table. they're so rubbish, really. Yeah, pack. like they, they're not going to be as sturdy as this. Like this has lasted three moves now. Look, and I t- – yeah, exactly. And you know what? When you move so much, having nice furniture never pays because I don't mind if I – like whether you pay for removalists, whether you have friends and family mm. who remove – stuff you always come home and there's a new dent oh there's a couple of new scratches on the fridge and that's the thing I I feel like if you move constantly which I have been doing in the last six years I think I've moved six times which Mm. is too many times Mm -hmm. which I'm so glad to now be ah I'm here yes uh yeah, don't have nice furniture because it just gets dent and and, cra- and cracked and broken. Another way to budget. Don't have nice furniture. Don't have there nice things because it just breaks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. But it's nice to be house proud, but you can do it on, on a, budget a budget if you need. If you have all the money, spend all the money. I also did give see, some to charity. But you, yes, that too. I saw, I mean, like I've seen two people, I don't know, on Vogue, it was, what's her name, Zoe? Oh, Zoe Blake. Foster Blake. 
her house i was so like wow nice. this is so nice and then also i saw lena dunham did you see her little yeah house? that so, she like oh redid her God. parents backyard did you so see that they built it oh my God, for her and i was so like cool. that's the coolest and i loved her house and i saw like on I, I think it was architecture digest i like read an article and it was like the couch was twelve thousand dollars and i was like wow that's a lot of money for a couch <laughs> and like maybe you're listening and you're like i have that and i'm like well good for you i can't afford a twelve thousand dollar couch just yet and i don't know if i ever want to spend the $12, thing is you can if i want but to. you no, don't I do. want to and this is like this is also another big thing like i think sometimes it's like a lot of the time it's like that's a lot of money to spend in italy like that's a holiday i could definitely do that and i think this is like also where values are important to probably talk about personal values of like what's actually important to you like because usually that's where we spend our money and like sometimes we we're spending our money on the wrong things like when we check in and we think hang on a minute i don't even value that i just think i need that because this person has it so I think I really value spending – like, I should think about this because, you know, I've obviously made a big change moving house. Like, I have more – like, my expenses will go up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know exactly yet because also this house has solar, which is mm. great, especially when every bloody radio segment of the news, uh, 50% rise in electricity yeah, costs. I'm like, well, good time to have solar. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's always a good opportunity to recheck in with my values and your values. I think my values are definitely food. I love food. Like at home, my groceries. Like I want to buy nice groceries. Mm. I feel like I can probably recheck in with like what I buy because I've I've been on a strict budget, I feel, since like saving. Yes. So you were trying to like show less expenses. Exactly, like to sort the mortgage out. So I feel like I and maybe post Italy I can re-look at my budget Mm. and probably up that a bit so I can make sure I get all the things I want, even though I never felt like I went without. Yeah. No, so I'm the same. Like I really like having nice food in my house like you want snacks and I like I love snacks so like I want to make sure like I've got a dip and a cheese and a cracker like that and I like have. the no shoe bars I love no shoe bars I love next bar next bar like I want to have drink, that the sugar-free suffering all natural <laughs> this is not a sponsored thing but they're really dang young. we should get sponsored yeah. by them either of them would be great well, <laughs> if they send me free bars and drinks i would like literally post them on instagram my life would be so good (laughs) (laughs) lifetime please peas and corn no we're kidding uh i think as well because now i have a little yard i'm quite excited to make the house nice so you know i've been very it's been very like um what do you call swipe happy yes um with my card at bunnings and a bit at Kmart too, like storage, because you need to be organized when you have a bit more space. Like it's great. You have space. You can be really organized. I feel like also when it's your own place, you want to – like you want to make it uh, functional. Yes. Like this is a really big value of mine. Functional. Functionality of like spaces. Well, when things annoy you every yes. day, you don't want that. Yeah. And Joel's really taught me that. Like he's always like talking about like, you know, if this thing is like this little thing is annoying you, like we've got to fix yeah. it. Like we've got to make it better or we've yeah. got to like make sure it's like not this like thorn in your side. Yeah, no, that's so annoying. Because it builds up. And the people who let that I don't like that because dad's not like that. Mm. Mom's not like that. So I think we have that, but perhaps I forgot to grow that muscle. So it's good to be around people that do have it. I think, um, and now I can grow. I think it's a thing when you're, it's not yours. That's so true because you have to just put up with the rental. So like, even like, you know, you tried to get things fixed. Hello. And like, they never got fixed. And like, yeah, I just think like the, there is a rental crisis, right? And there, there are a lot of issues with the rental space 
especially here. I tell you what, on the Gold Coast, it's a terrible place to rent right mm. now. So I'm grateful to not no longer be renting. Yeah, really it's yet. really hard. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, we definitely talked more about other budgeting techniques and not just the holiday season. But the thing is, all of these like conversations, like it just crosses over all the time. And life is always like f- ebbing and flowing. Like sometimes we'll spend more, sometimes we'll spend less. And like there will always be like events in life that need us to relook at our expenses. Yes. And I think this is like the thing, like my goal is like, I don't want to feel like I'm ever missing out on something that I really want in my life. Yeah, I like that Like, goal. And I, I, that's always what we wanted with our business, remember? Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. we were talking about like, what does success mean to us? Well, it means like if someone rang us up and was like, I've got this thing that I want you to come to in yeah. Sydney, we could then afford to like buy the flights, buy the accommodation yes. and just whiz on down there. Yes. And that's that was kind of like our idea. So I think that's another thing, like check in, like what does like financial success look like yeah. to you? And remember that it's not just financial success. There's other elements of success oh, as well. Gosh, yeah. But on this episode, we were particularly talking about finances. Yeah, I mean, to me, success is so many different things. Uh, but I think this, obviously money does impact life mm. in every aspect. Yeah. Uh, it's very important. And I think it actually is very important for our health too, because obviously stresses around money are a huge impactor on mental health. So talk about it, mm-hmm. be open about it. If you need help, if you need to learn more, sometimes it's it's education. If you've never been taught about how to deal with money, if you didn't have good role models, find a good role model mm. or read a good book. Like yes. there's so many of the money books are very like action orientated, like She's on the money, very action orientated. Barefoot investor, action orientated. Yeah. Profit first, which we're reading yes. uh, for the business. Uh, I'm about halfway through, and I'm we are implementing that model, which I'm really excited about. If you have a business and you've never heard of that, I would recommend you read it. Uh, it's only taken us ten years to discover that it's not sales minus expenses equals profit. Let's turn that around and sales minus profit equals expenses, which Genius. is just like the most genius simplest like, thing in duh. the world like what the hell what the hell okay so yeah definitely there's books that can help you like if you don't have that person to go to and of course there's so many podcasts so good like remit remit uh, how do you say his name remit remit sethy i also love following i think he's a great role model to look at yes agreed i like it i like his perspectives i think as well because you know he is about living a life you want to live mm. and he also talks about uh which we didn't really talk about in this episode, which perhaps we should do a second one. Mm. I don't know if we should do one after the other or not. But uh, another way to be better with your money and budget oh, yes. is to make, to make more. more. So that's a great way to look at it. I mean, and it's right now I feel like there's so many avenues where, you know, you can make that extra $100 cash a week mm-hmm. pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I might be saying that with, you know, my set of history and my set of privileges. Of course I am. I am saying like that. So I know everyone's different and they come from a different place. It might not seem as easy for you, but it might be a good topic if you are looking for ways to make more money. Should so we talk about it next week? Maybe. Maybe we, we could should. do like a little double money episode. I like it. Me Let's too. Like, uh, and I'm glad that you ended on that note because I thought of that right at the start of this episode and I was like, we've got to make sure we don't just talk about saving, but we talk about making more because Ooh. that's totally another way you could just like 
alleviate the problem of and spending too much. Can, and it can be a fun way. <laughs> I really like it. In my I opinion, like it too. I like making Let's more. not care about this, how much we spend. Let's just care about how much we make. I'm kidding. Uh, it's also important about how you make it. Yes. So then we'll talk about that important. as well. Okay. If you love this episode, get in touch. If you've got any questions, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we will be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.